0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 405, and today I'm excited because I'm going to share something that happened to me recently, and it's kind of a weird way that I found a new market and uh, some potential products. I also, because I thought it was pretty cool to share this, I wanted to shoot a video showing you exactly how I was doing a deep dive after I discovered the market. Here's the deal. A lot of people struggle with finding a product, and I get it, right? Everyone is kind of using the same methodology, and everyone is using the same strategies pretty much, right? We want to go on a tool, no matter what tool you use, and you want that tool to tell you what to pick, or you want someone like me to tell you what to pick, and it's not always that simple, okay? And you know, some people say, Scott, it just seems hard to find products. You know what? It can be. But if you find products that are not the traditional way, to me, it's going to be easier for you to launch, all right? Now, what I want to share with you is a complete story here, okay, of actually how this happened. And then from there, you're going to be able to see me do a deep dive, okay, um, in this video. And the video can be found uh, right at uh, the show notes page, which will be at theamazingseller.com forward slash 405, all right, and you'll see me actually walking you through and kind of explaining a little bit of the story and as far as how it happened. Now, just let me be totally clear here. Like about a week ago, I had no idea about this market. I knew that there was things being sold in this market, but not to this magnitude, not like a raving fan base. And I'm going to also go through this exercise here with you today as far as what I did once I discovered this idea. Okay, so number one, I'm going to share with you how I found the idea how I got excited about it, then how I validated it, and then how I started looking at products to serve to this market. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to also share with you some steps that I would take if I was going in this market. Now, the other thing I want to be totally transparent with you guys is right now, currently, I'm not going in this market. That doesn't mean that all of you should go, okay, cool, Scott, I'm going to go out there and go to this market. You need to be smart about this, and you have to have a unique angle. Don't just... Hear something on someone's podcast or in a video and think, oh, that's going to be a great market. If someone's starting to talk about it, you might then want to go away from it. I'm just sharing you uh, or sharing with you this example so you can get an idea of kind of how you reverse back out of something once you discover the idea and also how to pay attention to the certain situations that you are uh, that you're using okay or that you're you're in the middle of or you know wherever you are in life you need to pay attention and things are happening to us every single day there's something that I talk about uh, on our workshop and uh, there's two workshops that I do there's one that's the five phases which goes through the complete like step by step like five phases to launch a product pick a product source a product everything in between to launching it right And then the other one I do is product research, where I can actually show you the three validation points and kind of like the depth of demand and all of that stuff. Like I show you that stuff in these workshops. Uh, But the one thing that I I start everyone with is something called a touch list. All right. Now, a touch list, people go, ah, Scott, that just seems so simple. Like there's got to be a better way, a, a sexier way, if you will, of how to find products. No, no, there actually isn't. All right. So don't think it's got to be this new shiny object that you have to go find products. Now, I've talked about this before. Jungle Scout. Love it. Okay. I use it all the time, every single day. The web app now is something that I use to maybe get a product idea that I could drill into a market, but I generally do not look on Jungle Scout, the web app to discover the product, maybe the market, and then I drill down deeper and I'm going to actually be doing some, some more videos here in the future, in the near future, showing exactly how that could start with an idea by something that was, you know, kind of brought to my attention and then how I drill down. And that's kind of what happened here, but I like to start with a touch list. And this story that I'm going to share with you is very similar to a touchless. It was an experience that I was having because of a certain uh, situation or a certain thing that I was interested in and that I was acquiring about. And that led me to what I'm going to share with you here today. All right. That's really as complicated as it has to be. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. All right. And now Jungle Scout, the Chrome extension, that one there I use all the time because I want to go ahead and drill down into the data now, all right, and then if I want to track that product, then I can track it in the web app and I can look at it over a period of time, but I want you to think of like Jungle Scout, the Chrome extension for me personally, it's like a tool where I can start to analyze and start to look at the data really quickly, I can get a sense of the market, I can get a sense of the trends, I can do all of that stuff with inside of that, okay, okay. So, and this is not a pitch for Jungle Scout. You guys know I'm a I'm a huge fan of it, and I'm also a, an affiliate of it, and I'm a huge promoter of Greg Mercer, who's a good friend of mine. Um, so, uh, you know, definitely go check it out. If you want to use my link, yes, you can use that. You'll buy me a cup of coffee. Uh, you can get a discount. You can get some goodies, theamazingseller.com forward slash JS, okay? So there you go. There it is if you wanted to uh, check it out. Now, let's get into the story. How did this whole thing happen? Well... You guys, a lot of you longtime listeners know, and if you're a new listener, well, you don't know this, but I used to live in upstate New York. I lived there all my life, okay? I'm 45 years old now, and I lived there my entire life, Uh, and then last year... Uh, we decided to move to South Carolina. We wanted to head south. My 19 uh, year old son had graduated high school. My oldest daughter, she's getting married, so she wasn't in the house anymore. And then my youngest daughter was in elementary school. she's a nine year old. So we're like, now would be the perfect time. We picked up, we moved because we could. It's a lot of people say, Scott, why did you why did you move? Did you relocate? Did your company relocate you? No, because I could. <laughs> All right? <laughs> and it's kind of being you know funny about it, but it's true. I mean I do, I just need an internet connection. So, we basically made this decision. We wanted to uh, improve our lifestyle. We figured it's a little bit of a slower pace and just nicer weather, better taxes, uh, all that stuff, right? So, we're like, let's just do it. So, we did it, and we're super happy. But the one thing we noticed is that, you know, a lot of people are driving around with uh, convertibles or Jeeps or uh, just fun vehicles. People are out running, they're jogging, they're uh, walking, they're just out and about. It's just a different atmosphere. And I started to get the bug. And years ago, I I wanted a Jeep, right? But we were in the Northeast. So it's kind of like, yeah, you could use it in the snow, but you can't really have the top down, but a couple months a year, maybe three months a year. Eh, I don't know. You know, so I just kind of forgot about it. But here, I'm like, I could use it more and it'd be a lot of fun. So I'm like, started nudging my wife a little bit. I'm like, what do you think? Maybe we should just go check them out. I mean, it's not going to hurt to look. You know how that goes, right? You go to look and then all of a sudden you walk out with a vehicle. That didn't quite happen, but almost. uh, It took a little bit longer. Uh, But uh, we ended up going to a Jeep dealer. Now, I'm not talking about a Jeep like a Jeep Cherokee or just a regular SUV. I'm talking about a Jeep that you could technically go off-road with. Uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit beefier of a Jeep, uh, a little bit more outdoorsy, uh, you know, and it's something that, that I've wanted, right? So I'm like, let's go check it out. So knowing nothing about the Jeep market, zero about the Jeep market, um, I go there and start, you know, at telling the guy what I wanted and stuff. And the guy was like, well, let me ask you this. What's the purpose of the Jeep as far as are you going to use it for a lot of off-roading? Or are you going to just use it for casual use? Like, what are you going to use it for? I'm like, probably just casual use, maybe occasional off-road. And he goes, all right, well, you don't need the Rubicon. Because the Rubicon is more built for like rock climbing. And like, it's got this different suspension that can split and all these different terms and everything. And then there's the, the Wrangler, uh, let's see, the Sport. And then, um, and then from there, there's the Sahara. So there's a couple of different options here. So he was giving me an education on all of this stuff. So I'm listening to him, great guy, and, um, and he taught me a ton. And as I'm sitting there, he's telling me about like these meetups that they have here locally and hundreds of people come and show up and they show off their Jeeps and they, they barbecue and tailgate and they just meet up. And there's vendors there and it's just a big thing. So, you know me, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, all right, Jeep, this is cool, but uh, wow, there's a lot of accessories that could be strapped onto these Jeeps. I know that because he's asking me, do you want uh, the front bumper, whatever, the winch on the front bumper? Do you want the lift kit? Do you want um, the... the, uh, the taillight covers or the, those little grills that go over the covers. Uh, you know, you got the arm, uh, not the arm, the, the hand uh, braces inside that you can kind of hold on to if you're going through rough, you know, terrain or whatever, like all of these different add-ons I can add on later after market. They don't even have to be done with the Jeep dealership, but I'm sitting here thinking number, number one, there's a huge fan base. These are raving fans. He's telling me that, the resale value. Cause I'm, I'm like also talking about that as being like an investor, right? I'm like, what do I look, you know, what do I look like if I buy this thing, you know, don't lease it. Maybe I buy the thing, you know, and what's the value going to be after six years. And he was like, they really hold their value. Like one of the best. And so I went and did a little bit of research on that too. And sure enough, I mean, there's some that are 18 years old selling for 20, $25,000 crazy. And that aren't really in great shape, 160,000 miles, like and I'm like, wow, there's a huge tribe out there of people that love Jeeps. So I'm like, huh, maybe I'm gonna be one of these people, right? Maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm going to be part of the club in a sense. And now I gotta start learning a little bit more about this. I gotta figure out where locations are where maybe we could do a little meetup, maybe we could do a little, a little off-road excursion, which would be kind of fun. Like all of these things start coming in my head and then of course I'm like and there's products that potentially could be sold to this market now I've got so many different things going on in other businesses that I'm working in or a partnership that I'm recently um, with with a, a brand new brand that we're that we're building right now which all my energy is really there for uh, you know a, a huge growth that we see in the future so that one there has got a lot of my attention so I'm like I'm not gonna go in this market but I think it would be a good, Just a good process to share with people that if I was, this is how it would have all unfolded. All right. So, again, I had no idea about this market until I had the idea that maybe I wanted to go Jeep shopping, went Jeep shopping, met a really cool guy that knew a ton about this market, and I could probably reach out to him in the future, which I'll get to that in a little bit, and probably uh, have him. Explain different things to the Jeep market and maybe interview him and maybe, maybe, I don't know, talk to him about doing some YouTube stuff. I don't know. There's things I could probably do because this guy is a diehard, not to mention the guy that does like all the suspension stuff and like the lift kits and all that stuff. There's a whole nother division there that does that stuff. That guy there, and he calls himself this Jeep geek. It's, they just live it, breathe it. They just love it, love it. He would be one I know that I could say, hey, could I get with you once a month? You could tell me all the hot new things that Jeep's offering, you know, maybe the off-road community. Like, could you do that? He would totally do it. I know he would. All right. So anyway, I don't want to get off track here, but this is kind of how it all unfolded. So what do I do? Well, I go home and I run to the computer pretty much, and I start typing in different things in this market. And yes, I validated that there is a ton of demand for a lot of different accessories and definitely products that can be private labeled. Now I'm not going to private label a gigantic, uh, you know, muffler. Uh, yeah, not a muffler, a uh, bumper. Okay, they have front bumpers, back bumpers. You know, I looked at these and they're not that expensive if you do an aftermarket. They're like 250 to 500 for one that doesn't have a winch on it. I wouldn't sell them. They're heavy, they're bulky, but there's other accessories. There's these, uh, these little, uh, it's almost like these little hooks that go on the front that you could actually get a color that matches. So if I wanted to get a red one to match my red you know, inserts on my rims, I could. Well, that would be a part that I could private label. Or there's those grab bars inside of the Jeep, right? There's also these little covers. And actually, I was looking at this. There's these covers that go over. So when you pull your hard top off, there's these little covers that go on that you can kind of bungee down so you don't have to take your top and put it back on uh, for the day. And you can get out of the sun, but you can still have it kind of be out in the open. So that's another, it's kind of like a bra, they call it, I believe, or some type of like netting that goes over top of it. So there's all of these different things, not to mention there's parts that could also be bolted on. There's a, there's another one that I was looking at for the back of the taillights. There are these little metal grates that go over them. So that way there protects it. So if you're off-roading and a rock hits it, it's not going to bust the, the taillight. So there's all of these different things and I'm looking through them. And what did I do when I went there first, when I went on Amazon? I searched, all I did is I went to the toolbar and I show this stuff in the video guys. So I definitely think you guys should go watch the video that I shot for you guys because I wanted to actually show you not just explain it because I think it's better to see a visual of me actually going in and typing in some keywords and then drilling down from there and explaining what I'm seeing. But what I basically did is I went in there and I just typed in Jeep and then I put in accessories. And then as soon as I put in accessories, a whole bunch of stuff populated, whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then from there, I started to drill down into these different products that also led me to brands that are selling a whole bunch of products, which then opened up a whole nother set of products that I wasn't even aware of. All right. But again, I break this all down inside this video and the video can be found at the uh, show notes page, the amazing forward slash four Oh five. So go check that out. Uh, and then watch that video. Take some time to watch it. It's not that long. It's under 10 minutes, I believe. Maybe 15. I forget. But I, I went through and, and kind of did a deep dive and I exposed a few products. I think it was like three products. All right. So here's. I just kind of want to run through this. All right. So number one, I listened to the salesman. He educated me big time. All right. I also was aware, this is number two, that there's a raving fan base. Okay. And they have meetups and all of that stuff. Number three. I validated that there's accessories, tons of accessories being sold on Amazon right now and not even Amazon, just everywhere. The other thing I did, the next thing that I really did is I wanted to see if there was Facebook groups out there of Jeep owners, not just Jeep owners, but maybe like off-roaders because even though we're we're kind of like we're tailoring this towards the Jeep market, we could also then attach it to just off-roaders that are kind of using Jeeps. For that, So you don't just necessarily look for Jeep owners. You look for off-road Jeep owners, if that makes sense. I found a few of them. I found one. Actually, this was funny. I found one called Jeep Girls. And all they do is these girls post all these pictures of these cool accessories or these meetups that they've been at and all this stuff. There's like 6,000 people in that group right now. Closed group, 6,000 people. Um, Not huge numbers, but 6,000 targeted people. All right, You can um, look at Jeep Wranglers. That's another one I found. Jeep Beach Club. Jeep Beach Club is actually a meetup that they have every year. There was over 5,000 in that, and that's actually where they tell you when the next one is coming up, and then they have pictures from all of the you know things that happened during the Jeep Club event for the Jeep, all of that stuff. So that's the other thing that I did is I looked, and I seen that there is some Facebook groups out there. There's a lot more, I'm sure. I just didn't spend a ton of time doing that. And then number five is YouTube channels, and these are great because... I actually was looking at this stuff when I was uh, buying some different things for my '73 Mustang. I have a '73 Mustang that I that I purchased not that long ago, and it's been something that I I've been wanting for a long time. I actually gave up my '87 Mustang when I got married when I was 22. And uh, 21 or 22, I forget. Yeah, I was 21 when I got married. Uh, and then uh, I sold that so I could put windows and siding on my house. I'll never forget it. And I never had a Mustang again. And then here it is, 22 years later, and I got my 73 back. I want I wanted a 73. But when I was doing that, I was finding on YouTube all of these different uh, these different uh, businesses that were selling parts that were doing videos showing how to put the parts on, or just things to make their Mustangs better or how to preserve them or best practices like, right. So all of these things. So then what I did for the Jeep market is I looked at YouTube under this type of stuff, like put a replacement bumper. Like it's not even that hard to do. Like I could technically probably do that myself while well, I was looking at this and, and uh, there's this one page called extreme terrain and they really show you how to put parts on of your Jeep. There's like 36,000 subscribers on that. There's Rough Country, another one, 54,000. And what these guys do is they just take a part, they'll take one part off, put a new one on. There's the video. So I can either attach to one of these influencers and then ask them if they would maybe partner or maybe if they would just, push a, a review out for me, you know, like a review of a product that I would do, or I could create one myself, or I could go into that guy that's the 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 Jeep geek in uh, in the dealership and say, hey, you wanna do something on the side? Once a month, I want you to give me, you know, like one thing that you could do. And a lot of these guys are actually doing this stuff on the weekend anyway. So you could say, hey, shoot a video of you taking a part off, putting a part on or whatever you're modding on that Jeep and just record it and give it to me and I'll post it. Like you could have someone doing that for you and yes, you might want to you know work out a deal where they either they either pay or you either pay them uh, something to do those videos, or maybe you even maybe make them a partner in, somehow inside of that brand. There's a lot that you can do. All right. So again, you can you can see how when something like this happens, my mind just starts to kind of wander in all of these different directions, and I kind of start to build the business. So I build the business from the idea, and it usually comes from finding a market that has a need, a demand, and also a raving fan base. Like I love those those different things when I'm looking at a brand. All right. So hopefully this is getting you guys excited to be able to say, you know what? You can find things that are not necessarily being found using a tool. Like I said, I don't use tools to help me necessarily find the product. I use a tool. Number one, if I'm using the web app, I'm using it to help me find a product that opens my mind to a market, and then I start drilling down into other, other uh, products. But I like to do it actually this way right here, where I use a touch list, or I actually go through an experience that I'm, I'm doing right now. Um, and then from there, I start to look into that market and start to see if there's a business that can be built with inside of this. That's what I look for, all right? So again, it's not the conventional way but to me, it's the best way because you're actually seeing what's, what's being bought and what's being like looked for. And, and you're looking at all of the, those different kind of key features of a really good market. And, uh, and you're not like forcing it by trying to find something that's actually delivered to you on a silver platter. All right. And this is to me, this is something that you're going to get good at by doing it over and over and over again. Like I said, the first thing I did, I was aware. I figured out that there's a market here. I came home. I started to do some research and then all of a sudden I've got research. Then what happens? Then I go ahead and I go, Oh, I could do this. I could do that. Right? So I'm going to walk you through if I was to build this brand. Okay. I'm going to give you like eight things here, uh, that I would technically do. Okay. So if I was going into this market, this is what I would do. All right. Number one. I would find three products that I could sell that meet the 10 by 10 by one criteria. All right. Now, if you guys are brand new, you're like, Scott, what the heck is a 10 by 10 by one technique or strategy, right? Okay. I'll get you guys caught up really quickly. 10 by 10 by one is I want to be able to make $100 profit per product that we sell. Okay. So $10 I want to make per product. Okay. Or per sale. And I want to sell 10 of those a day. Okay, so if I can sell 10 units a day, I make $10 profit each, that's 100 bucks. Okay, now I want to though find three of those. And the reason why I want to find three of those is because I want to be able to take those products and help or have them help each other sell. And that's a good start for a brand to have three products. You got to start with one, but then you also want to have in mind that you could also attach, you know, a second product and a third product. Okay, now that's the first step. Find three products, and got to be honest, I could probably find 10 to 15 right off the bat in this market, okay? And I would go as as low as maybe $15 for a product, be a good lead-in product, but then from there, I would go as high as probably $50, $75, even $100, because there is some products that I would probably do that are more expensive that could be oversized, maybe even fulfilled by merchant, because I'm telling you, this market is probably... Um, you know, definitely a a market that would support FBM because they do have those bigger items. All right. But again, that's another, another conversation. So number one, find three products I could sell at the 10 by 10 by one. Okay. Number two, you guys know this is coming. Build an email list like fast. You guys hear that click. That's a snap. That's a snap of my fingers. Building the email list. Like as soon as, like before I even have products, I'm going to build that email list. All right, if you guys are not aware of this, another link for you, theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. All right, because this rate here, I'm telling you will drive sales when you launch. And when you launch, you're going to want to drive sales. You're also going to be able to do some really cool things and you're going to be able to follow up and stuff. So number three is I'm going to take that email list and I'm going to start to follow up with them. The next question I always get is, Scott, well, what do you follow up with? What are you giving them? You don't even have a product for sale yet. Yes, because I'm not thinking about selling them right now. I'm thinking about, number one, getting people to raise their hand and saying, Scott, I am in the Jeep club, and then I get those people on a list, and then I get to follow up with them. I get to, I get to send them a, an email message that says, hey, Scott, thanks so much for entering. Oh, by the way, you got to check out this Jeep video of whatever, uh, you know, this guy climbing the mountain. And, uh, you know, he, you know, whatever, climbed this, uh, this mountain and, uh, you know, ended up, uh, you know, almost flipping, but not flipping or something, you know, like you don't want it to be like this thing where the guy flips over and, you know, gets hurt or something. Right. But you want to draw some attention to it or maybe a cool thing like, hey, you got to check out how um, this one guy, you know, a a do it yourself or, you know, put on new uh, new fender flares you know, it's pretty cool. Check it out. Oh, I'll be in touch next week with, uh, with the winner or something like that. Right? So it's a way for you to follow up with them. You don't even have to create your own videos right now. But you can go to YouTube, find a ton and then just repurpose that. Just tell them, Hey, I found this cool video blog post. another great resource. All right. Or maybe there's another place out there. It could be Instagram or wherever, wherever you find something you're going to want to share it. So that's your follow-up. That's number three. Number four is I'm going to build a Facebook page or group, preferably both, but I would start with the Facebook fan page because when you start to run Facebook ads, you're going to need that anyway, and that will organically start to build, all right? The cool thing about this market is I would have them start submitting their own pictures. So you can almost have a theme like twice a week or three times a week, and and you, know, you can have people like submit their pictures, and then from there they're going to start to create your, your content for you on that page. And people that are avid fans are going to want to come back to that page and check that stuff out. All right. And then you start to build some more community inside of your page. And that's where people are going to want to come back. That's actually a really good strategy. All right. And then again, you're going to be able to ask them to submit them. Hey, this week we're going to submit, you know, whatever, uh, I don't know, the, the most tricked out Jeep or something like that. And then everybody would be sending out, you know, sending their pictures or something like that, or muddiest Jeep. And then you'd see like the next week, you know, everybody got theirs buried over the weekend. Cause they were, they were, you know, trail riding, right? So something fun, but something that people are going to want to check it out. And they're going to want to, you know, look at it and be entertained. Cause that's really what they're doing. They're being entertained. And they're also kind of, they're getting a little bit of their fix of their Jeep craving, if you will. All right. So that's a great strategy. Um, number five is do a survey, and that could be done right on the Facebook fan page. Ask questions to gain the insights of the market. This is a great way for you to get intelligence on the market. Ask a simple open-ended question or even a survey that says, you know, what do you prefer? Uh, you know, A, B, or C, and you can have like maybe different options for products. Do you like, do you like the, uh, the black fenders, the, the short fender, or the no fender look? right? So, and these are things that are, you know, for the Jeep market they're into. I mean, I know because I was looking at, do I want a black plastic, uh, you know, fender? Uh, do I want a painted fender or do I want no fender or do I want a shallow or a thin fender? You know, there's all these different options. So ask them, see what everyone is kind of saying, and then you can kind of build off of that. All right. So surveys are huge. And then number six, is when you're ready and you have a product ready to launch, you want to do a three email product launch discount plus deadline. And this is where people make the mistake. When they build the email list, they build the email list and they go, Hey Scott, I built the email list. I sent out one email. It didn't work all that good. Well, number number one, you probably didn't do the follow-up good. Okay. And what I mean by that is you didn't engage with the list up until the giveaway. So that's rule number one, engage with the audience and with the email list that you've built before you actually pitch them. All right. And then number two, this is another common mistake, is they'll just send the one email. Hey, uh, thanks so much for entering the contest. Sorry you didn't win, but because uh, we want to be cool to you guys, uh, here's 25% off discount. There you go. That's it. Done. A better strategy would be a a three email product launch approach. And that would be number one, announcing the winner. Oh, by the way, sorry, you didn't win, but we're still going to be cool to you guys. We're going to give you a 30% off discount on our new, uh, whatever fender flares, right? And you can get them until this weekend. So maybe you give them three days. All right. So you put a deadline there. Another big takeaway is add the deadline. Okay. Discount plus deadlines work. Then the next thing would be is you would follow up again and say, hey, just a, a friendly reminder about the discount. And, oh, I wanted to share with you this cool new video that I found um, of them actually putting on these fenders. Or maybe or the, the, maybe you did it. Maybe you had the, the, the guy at the dealership that you connected with like I did and you have him do a demo of putting on one of those. Um, and then you can shoot that or you can just go find one on YouTube. But you want a piece of content in there that gets them uh, to actually open it and then, you know, see value in it. But then you also want to remind them of the pitch. All right. And that could be in a PS. And then the last email would just be like, Hey, last call. I just wanted to remind you, uh, you know, the discount, the 30% discount on our, on our wheel well flares or our, I don't even know what they're called, but you know, the fender flares, fender flares, I think that's what it would be called. Um, those, uh, that'll be ending Um, tonight at midnight here's your uh you know here's your chance again to get this awesome discount thanks so much for being part of our jeep lovers crew or whatever um talk to you later like that's it but three emails okay so the follow-up and then the three email to me it works like a charm it works really really good number seven Reach out to influencers in YouTube, uh, Instagram, wherever your market is hanging out, reach out to those people. That's what I would do here. I would reach out to influencers in this space. There's a ton of them on YouTube, tons. And I wouldn't go after the ones that have a million subscribers. I'd go after the ones that have 50,000. The guy that's in the garage on the weekend that's putting together a part and he's just sharing that, that's the one I would contact because they have some reach. And you could probably get a good rate for them to do it. And they would love it. They'd be like, wow, I built this YouTube channel. I wasn't even expecting to get 50,000 subscribers. All I'm doing is putting on parts in my garage on my Jeep, which I love to do. And this guy's going to pay me 50 bucks or a hundred bucks to, to do a review on his product love it. And I, and I get a free product. All right. So that's what I would do in this case. And then number eight is find the local Jeep geek in your area or whatever market you're in and Maybe if it's not you, get that person to be the face of your brand. If you can do that, man, oh man, I'm telling you, that's a game changer. When you can have a face to the brand that when you, it's funny because when uh, when I was looking at the Mustang stuff, there's a guy that is uh, part of this brand. It's not his brand, but he's the face of it. He's the guy that does all of the, hey guys, you just bought this. You know, this new weather stripping for your 73 Mustang. I'm going to show you guys today how easy it is to pull it off and to put it back on with the new stuff and make it look just like it did in 1973. So let's get to it. And then, boom, he goes through and he shows all the steps. He shows the tools to use, puts it all together. He's got himself like a 10-minute video. Done. Game over. And now that person is the face of the brand. So I know every time I go to that brand, he's the guy that's going to be showing me how to fix my Mustang. And then uh, and then now I also... I'm probably going to buy from them because it seems number one, they're legit. And also they know what they're doing because they're showing me how to do it. So I'm going to buy their part. So it just really works well. It is more work. What I just went through here takes work. But if we're going to build a brand, this is what it would take. All right. So again, like I said, I'm just kind of like flushing this all out with you guys right now. And it's a little bit all over the place, but it's really not. There's actually like, those are the steps that I would do. But again, once you start going through this process, things are going to change. You're going to pivot a little bit. You're going to start narrowing it down a little bit, maybe in a specific part of that market. But um, this is how... I do it. This is how we are building this new brand that we have, um, with my new partner, Chris Schaefer and I, and my new partner, this is how we did it. Like we did not find this by using a tool. We found it because it was something that, uh, we were using and we thought it was a pretty cool market. And then we decided to start launching products. And now we're up to about nine or 10 SKUs doing really well. Okay. And it's only been about four or five months. But it took work to get up to that point. It wasn't just four to five months since we started. It's probably been about six six to seven months before, you know, since the idea kind of came to us. And then we started doing all of our, you know, all of our kind of brainstorming and kind of putting the plan together. But this is kind of how it starts. This is how the plan starts. So hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully uh, this is going to give you some ideas and some, you know, inspiration to actually think about what you are encountering right now now whatever you're in right now be aware and and start to really kind of reverse what could be once you get this idea by starting with the concept of the market and then what products are being served and then raving fans like if you can put all those together i'm telling you it's almost like foolproof. Like you just have to go out there and do it. And this is the best way that I know to actually establish a market and actually figure out what products could serve them well. Now, like I said, a lot of people ask me, Scott, the web app in Jungle Scout, the Chrome extension, what do you prefer? I prefer both because they both serve different things but if i was to start it would be with the chrome extension because that's the one i use every single day it's kind of like in the contractor's world a tape measure i need a tape measure like i, I used to go through so many tape measures because you know they would break they'd fall off my ladder or whatever but i always needed that every single day i'm always measuring something and that's kind of what you're doing with the chrome extension you're measuring the data and the depth and all of that stuff Now the web app is a great tool for a couple of different reasons. Number one, you can track. So now if you're in the Chrome extension, you click a little button and then it automatically adds it to your web app and it's gonna start tracking that product for sales data. Okay, and that's big, all right? But the web app to find products, I don't necessarily use it for that purpose But if you are going to use it for that purpose, only use it to get the idea of a market, not necessarily the product. Because remember, everyone else is going to see that product. Um, and what you want to do is kind of go under the radar and come in through that product, but then let that establish the brand or the market. And then from there, you can dig a little bit deeper using the Chrome extension inside of that. And again, I go through... Um, how I'm using the Chrome extension in this video in uh, in this episode. Uh, so I would definitely recommend checking that out, theamazingseller.com forward slash 405. So there's a live video there of me actually taking you through this process. But if you guys did want to, I'll put a little shameless plug in here. If you guys wanted to pick up the Chrome extension or even the web app or both, he's, uh, Greg's got a great deal on both and a little bit of a discount for you guys that are TASers, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash JS. And you'll get a great deal there and a great product. Uh, So I definitely use the Chrome extension all the time, every single day, pretty much. Um, And that's definitely something I don't think you can live without. So I would definitely, definitely say go grab that. And then I would also say the show notes, the live video, go check that out. Huge resource there for you guys. I wanted to do this because I know that you guys like to also see visually. And that's why I did this. So go check it out at theamazingseller.com forward slash 405. All right, guys, so that is going to wrap up this episode. I hope to do more of these when just things kind of, they just happen and I just kind of talk about and kind of brainstorm about what's going through my head and uh, hopefully you guys got a ton of value from that. All right, so that's it. That's going to officially wrap this up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. You have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action.